story is is proudly in partnership with the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation, committed to bringing literacy to all. To learn more or to find ways to support, please visit alnf.org. Kids would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, water and culture. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Welcome to episode six of season two of Story Kids, where we talk to young people about their original stories and bring them to life with amazing actors, music and sound. My name's Amelia. And I'm wondering if you know who Albert Einstein is, the famous physicist with crazy hair who wrote E equals MC squared. Well, Einstein also knew how important it was to have creative imagination. He said, if you want your children to be intelligent, read them fairy tales. If you want them to be very intelligent, read them more fairy tales. So today, that's just what we've got for you. Our young author, Lily May, wrote a fairy tale with all of those wonderful elements you'd expect. Magic, a curse, a kingdom, and a lesson about the importance of kindness. It's performed by an Australian superstar who needs no introduction, Christine Arnoux. The Girl from the Village by Lily May Once upon a time, in a far away land, there lived a girl called Eliza. Eliza lived in a poor village by a river filled with swans. No one could afford to feed the swans, but Eliza was a kind girl and took bread every morning to the swans. They were her only friends. In Eliza's village, there was a legend about a young princess who caught an evil wizard doing black magic. She reported it to her father, the king. But before the king could call his guards, the wizard stole the princess and fled the kingdom. According to the legend, the wizard shrunk the princess and hid her in a glass jar. Don't worry, the wizard wanted to keep her alive, but intended to force her to marry him so they could rule the kingdom together. But the princess always said no. The wizard was furious and turned her into a swan so no one could ever find her. But an act of kindness could break the spell. Eliza went to the river to feed the swans. Eliza did this every day and knew how many swans there were. But somehow this day, there was a purple swan as well. Then Eliza noticed an old glass jar on the sandy shore of the riverbank. This is a very peculiar day, she thought. Eliza began feeding the swans. She tried to give each of them an equal amount of food so they would feel loved equally. When she threw the breadcrumbs to the swans, the purple swan came first and gobbled them all up. It looked very hungry. When she tried again, the swan ate the breadcrumbs she gave to the others. 
But Eliza was kind in every way, so she gave the purple swan a pile of extra breadcrumbs and continued to feed the other swans. The next day at the river, Eliza noticed that the glass jar was not there. She pulled the breadcrumbs out of her little satchel and saw what looked like the purple swan, but with slightly less feathers. It must be my eyes, Eliza told herself. Each day, Eliza fed the swans. She would throw some crumbs for the swans and sit next to the purple swan, feeding it from her hand. Every time she showed kindness to the purple swan, its purple feathers faded. How peculiar, she thought. Eventually, there were no purple feathers at all on the swan, but there was a bright light shining before her. A beautiful princess replaced the purple swan. Thank you, the princess cried. Thank you for what? Eliza asked curiously. For undoing the wizard's curse. The wizard's curse? What? Wait, are you the princess from the legend? Eliza said. Yes, that's me. Oh, where are my manners? Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Juliet. Your kindness set me free, even though I ate all those breadcrumbs, Juliet said. Eliza and Juliet began to chat about all that had happened and why the wizard cursed Juliet. As the sun set, they both hopped along holding hands before Eliza headed to the village and Juliet returned to the castle. The next day, Princess Juliet reclaimed the throne and found a way to return Eliza's kindness. From then on, Eliza's village had lots of food, money and crops thanks to the princess. And from that day, Eliza just knew she and Juliet would be best friends. Lily May and I had a chat over Zoom about how she's fundraising for people living with multiple sclerosis and the important lessons we can all learn from fairy tales. Hi, my name's Lily May and I'm 10 years old. You have been quite successful in your reading for the MS Readathon. Yes. Tell me more about that. Well, the MS Readathon, I read books and people decide to donate or they can decide to donate $2 per book. Originally, my dad said $10 a book and I've read 60 books. <laughs> Has he changed so- his mind? <laughs> He dropped it down to two. I just did it this year. Mum introduced it to me and I think I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. And why is it important to you to keep doing it? Um, Well, because I'm raising awareness for the people with MS and because it's really fun. I get to talk to people like my dad's distance cousins that I don't even know and to thank them for what they donated money for. And it's really nice because all the money I raise goes to the MS camps and I'm third in the whole Australia and it's really exciting. So you've got two sort of big characters in this story. You've got the princess and you've got Eliza. Yes. And have you sort of made a decision about who you think is the main character? I think it's mostly Eliza because she was 
first thing in the story and she's mentioned a lot. And she's mentioned yeah. a lot. So she's sort of the first person we concentrate yeah. on and then, then comes the princess. Yeah. Sort of see some things from her point of view, hey? Yeah. So if you're going to write a fairy story, what would be like the things that would have to be in it in order for it to be a fairy story? Well, there would have to be magic and, well, that's what I think, and there would have to be either some sort of, not as in a mystery, but as in a problem at the way. Like it doesn't have to be a big problem. It just could be a little problem and those characters have to fix it. It doesn't really matter if it's true or not. It's just the flow. So what is the problem in this story? Well, it's not really a problem, like I said before, but Eliza notices a new swan at the lake and it had pep feathers in it. And it's kind of a problem. I think she wonders why it's there, how it got there, when did it get there, that sort of concept. So as you said, there's an act of kindness that can break this curse. Why do you think it's always an act of kindness or an act of true love or those kinds of things? Because they're worth everything but they cost nothing. Didn't Lily May do a great job with her fairy tale? What message could you include in your own version? The importance of kindness, honesty, love, caution or hard work? Tune in next week as friends Xavier and Mara team up with Baker Boy to deliver a footy story about the triumph of the underdog. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Story Kids was written and created by me, Amelia Christo, and Verity Hunt-Ballard in partnership with the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation. It's produced by Russell Goldsmith. Many thanks to the legendary Christine Arnoux and to our kind and generous author, Lily May. Until next week, thanks for listening. And remember, there are so many ways to be a Story Kid. Story Kid.